welcome to Serban's English Lit Podcast. I'm Margot. And I'm Neve. In this episode, we're going to talk about the themes of division and change in spectacles. As this is a didactic morality play written in 1945, but set in 1912, these themes are presented to challenge the audience who have just come out of two world wars in order to teach a lesson about how Priestley wants the world to change and break free of these divides. There are three major divides between all of the characters we are introduced to, these being age, class, and gender. Priestley immediately creates the divide of age in his opening stage directions, where he introduces the older generation by their surnames, Mr. and Mrs. Berling, and the younger generation by their first names, Sheila, Eric, and Gerald. The effect of this is to suggest a separation from the family unit and to emphasize that the younger generation are individuals and not defined by their family or work. This introduction also has implications of respect, which only the eldest, with only the eldest getting titles. This is carried throughout the play as Sheila and Eric are dismissed or disrespected by their parents. The way Mr. and Mrs. Burling treat their children exists as an exists as an example of the ways in which Priestley thinks the 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 younger generation, the older generation, are unwilling to change. In contrast to the younger generation, who he believes can bring about this change. Just remember your own position, young man. Is a quotation to is a quotation used to illustrate Burling's strained relationship with his son and the hierarchy within the family that he wishes to maintain. Furthermore, in Act 2, as we begin to find out about Eric's drinking habits, Mrs. Burling says, He's only a boy. To which the inspector replies, No, he's a young man. The shorter declarative, He's a young man. In response to Mrs. Burling's use of the noun boy that infantilizes her old, you know, grown son, emphasizes the importance of this difference and Priestley's message on the ridiculousness of underestimating and silencing the younger generation. By the end of the play, the roles here have swapped the elder generation being ignorant to their role in society and the younger generation beginning to take charge. Mrs. Burling says, Don't be childish, Sheila. To which she responds, It's you two who are being childish, trying not to face the facts. Which reflects the responsibility that Sheila has taken on about this situation and the confidence she now has to stand up to her parents. In the final moments, we see the focuses of each generation and the difference between them, with Mr. and Mrs. Burling caring about the public scandal and Sheila and Eric more concerned about remorse and moral responsibility. E.g. when Sheila says, You began to learn something and now you've stopped. That brings us on to class, and the class divide between the Burlings, the upper class, and Eva Smith, the lower class. The use... Throughout throughout the play, we see Burling try to use his and Gerald's class as a way to threaten the inspector and protect himself. When he says, Perhaps I ought to explain first that this is Mr. Gerald Croft, the son of Sir George Croft, you know, Crofts Limited. The use of the adverb perhaps implies that he thinks this mention of class will make a difference. This shows Burling's views, priorities and arrogance of his own class and status. Also, you know, again implies that it is of a great deal of importance and he thinks that everyone should know. When the issue of the victims, Eva Smith's class comes up, Mrs. Burling starts to separate herself and her family from Eva on the basis of class and during her interrogation, she further belittles Eva Smith because of her class. Sheila shows the audience the issue with this by saying, You mustn't try to build up a kind of wall between us and that girl. The inspector cements this idea, saying, We saying, we are members of one body. We are responsible for each other. Showing what Priestley wants his audience to take away from this play. Lastly, gender divides of the time, which were very prevalent in 1912 when the play is set, are touched on throughout the play through how the men treat the women and much of Mrs. Burling's lines. 
For example, the patriarch of the time can be seen in Mrs. Burling's lines in the beginning of the play. She tells Sheila, When you're married, you'll realise that men with important work to do sometimes have to spend nearly all their time and energy on their business. You'll have to get used to that, just as I had. In addition, near the end of the play, she also says, Now just be quiet so that your father can decide what we ought to do. Followed by the stage direction, looks expectantly at Burling, which emphasises how even over the course of the whole play, she has refused to change and still looks to her husband for leadership. Lastly, Burling's reference to his daughter throughout the play is always extremely patronising. When Sheila first enter, he says, Nothing to do with you, Sheila. Run along. Showing his arrogance, power as a man, and the declarative run along, suggests the easy dismissal and normality of men being in charge. To conclude, the themes of division in age, class and gender are a central focus of the play. Using both overt and subtle methods, Priestley intends to impart a message of socialist ideals and values and the dangers of division, as well as divided thinking. We hope this analysis helps and good luck on your essays.